Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Robert Gould, Assistant Professor of Physiology and Pharmacology at the Wake Forest School of Medicine, and Michael Durand, Scientific Applications Manager at Data Sciences International, who recently joined us for a webinar where they discuss methods and applications for the use of EEG as a biomarker for sleep, substance use disorder, and CNS disorders. Let's jump right in. your experience, what are the biggest challenges for measuring or analyzing EEG? And Rob, maybe you can lead this one. Sure. I think really the biggest challenge for our group getting started was figuring out how to really streamline the data analysis pipeline and pick bins to actually analyze everything and and bin it into. Once we got the pipeline going, it was much more streamlined, but that was really the biggest hurdle. Perfect. And uh, Mike, you work with a lot of researchers, so I'm sure you have a good sense of uh, common pitfalls and difficulties. Uh, what do you think seems to trip up scientists and uh, what kind of advice maybe can you offer to help? I think the biggest thing is that, you know, there always in a, is an overwhelming feeling of how to handle large data sets. And the good news is that you really don't need to do this all on your own. Both of our technical support groups, as well as our data services group, are an excellent resource to help you better understand maybe a more efficient or streamlined study design to get the actual endpoints you want to see, or even work with them as a simple phone call from a consult all the way to a complete analysis and reporting opportunity. So it's, don't don't do this alone. We recognize it's a lot of data, but that's why we're here to help you. Perfect, and uh, Rob, I know in your presentation, you had a slide or two where you talked a bit about measuring activity in EMG alongside EEG. Do you have any tips or considerations that you can share? As I mentioned, there's just so much data that you can pull out with these type uh, study designs, which is really nice. You can look at circadian rhythm related changes with temperature and activity alone. You can really correlate that with EEG or EMG. I mean, it's just a, a lot of flexibility. Again, a lot of data being generated that can be applied to, again, look at either therapeutic or adverse effects or disease progression in an animal model. The temperature and activity are, are really nice additions in that regard. Perfect. And yeah, here's a question from Tavleen. She asked, what are the prospects of sleep linking to pain or pain-related disorders? Rob, maybe you can lead this one. That's a great question, especially right now when we're thinking about the opioid epidemic and the transition from prescription pain medication to addiction. I'm not an expert in that regard, but I know there are a number of studies looking at both acute pain management and changes in sleep and chronic pain affecting sleep. So then you start getting into the the interact, you know, the the multi-pronged questions. Is it the pain that's disrupting sleep or the pain management that might be affecting sleep? And of course, you could start parsing that out in, in animal models. Perfect. Thanks, Rob. And so here's a question, maybe Mike, you could cover this one. So what other physiological endpoints can be measured using DSI technology and synced with EEG data? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of physiologic endpoints that are available can actually be combined as well. And that's often being requested more and more these days. But the the beauty of that is regardless of its wireless or hardwired approaches, and I was glad to see in the poll here that there's a There's an interest in both telemetry as well as tethered EEG. You can also add additional things like cardiovascular and respiratory related endpoints, including LVP, respiratory tidal volume and rate, 
But even beyond the actual physiologic endpoints that we can bring in, there's probably equal of importance relevant information coming from third-party pieces of equipment that can be monitored while doing your physiologic data collection. And these would include things like activity wheels, treadmills, optogenetic pulses, behavioral inputs. So it's really anything that has some sort of analog out feature capability we can bring in. And if you want to combine cardiovascular, CNS, and respiratory physiologic endpoints, it's very likely we can help you out with that as well. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. And what do you think are the advantages of wired versus wireless EEG? Rob, maybe you can start. Sure. I think it really depends on the study design and the question you're interested in. I think the advantage of wireless is that you aren't restricting the animal in any regards. You're really getting a a very normal, physiologically stable measure. With wired, you can certainly do shorter recordings. You can really keep them awake a little bit easier. If you're looking, you don't want that sleep component and you're just looking at arousal or some other event-related measures and pairing it with other neurostimulation type devices, tethered certainly is a, is a good route. It really just depends on what the question is at hand. They both have their, their strengths and drawbacks. Perfect. Thanks, Rob. And Mike, do you have anything to add on top of that? Yeah, just real briefly. I mean, and Dr. Gould, summed it up quite nicely with with a wireless fully implantable you reduce the stress it's a nice approach it ranges from small to large animals and it provides chronic data collection but there are individuals that stick to a tethered approach as well for a variety of reasons again it's more of acute data collection but it enables us to do more electrode pairs maybe a higher sampling rate and a larger bandwidth and you can incorporate that into a variety of different applications and other pieces of equipment uh, the, the summary in all of this is, is that regardless if you're doing a hardwired or wireless approach, the software platform and the analysis capabilities that Dr. Gould so eloquently spoke about can accommodate both. So as your research evolves, like I alluded to earlier in the presentation, as your research grows or changes or shifts focus, the likelihood is that we can still provide some guidance and help you walk through those processes from a hardwired to a telemetry approach. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.